Welcome back to Breaking Up with Michaela Simuntry. That's me, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk about breaking up, relationship advice, dating stories, and personal stories about some of the worst breakups, most embarrassing, or cringiest breakups of all time. So thank you for joining us today, and let's get started. Hi guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. As you can tell by the title, today we are going to be talking about boundaries. This is something that kind of came up this week in my personal life, and then I realized, ooh, I really have to dive deeper into this topic and fill you in on why I feel so strongly about this topic right now and what's been going on. Um, but let's set the stage a little bit. So if you are new, Breaking Up is my dating-centered podcast where I like to chat about experiences that I've been through, previous relationships, just any type of stories that I have regarding, um, the dating genre of things. However, more recently, I found it really fun to talk more about, like, my personal life. I mean, If you listen to my podcast episode titled Why I'm Currently Not Defining My Relationship or something like that, it talks a lot more about this, but I've realized since I am no longer like in the same type of relationship that I was in a year ago, this podcast is definitely changing and it was harder for me to think of more dating stories or things regarding being in a relationship when I currently wasn't really going through that. So the content has shifted a little bit, but I think you enjoy it. I mean, based on the analytics, it seems like you're liking these episodes, if not more than the previous ones. So I do appreciate everyone being here and supporting me. This is such a fun platform for me. There is just no pressure to curate like some sort of aesthetic feed or video editing. Like, I just get to sit. I'm literally in that big fuzzy robe that I said I was in a few weeks ago that I Instagrammed a post about and, like, fuzzy PJ pants and slippers. I just took a shower because I just went to the gym before that and I just get to be comfy, curl up in bed and talk to you like you're my best friend or like I'm on the phone or FaceTime call with someone, you know? It's so personal and laid back. I just really enjoy this platform. So thank you for being here and listening and allowing me the space to do so. I really appreciate that. Uh, but like I kind of just said, I I am recording this a lot earlier than I typically do every single week. So it is Wednesday still, but it's like 4 or 5 p.m. You might hear a little bit more background noise. Hopefully not, but I do live in a pretty busy city area, so there just tends to be more noises, uh, which is why I liked to record late at night because it was always a little bit quieter. I also have two cats (laughs) that recently have been very, very naughty. Oh my gosh. Side story, Marnie, my black cat. She's like my witchy friend because, you know, Marnie, I named her Marnie after Halloween Town because the main character in that, Kimberly J. Brown, plays a witch named Marnie. Anyway, Marnie recently has discovered, oh my gosh, she's literally doing it right now. This makes me so mad. I'm in my room and I can see her doing this. Hang on a second. Uh Uh-uh. No. Oh, she just ran away. (laughs) She knows. She, that's the thing. Like, she knows she's being naughty. But anyway, Marnie recently discovered that my Monstera plant pot has mud inside. Well, not really mud, but I did recently water this gigantic 
monstera plant that I have in like a basket type of pot near my bed and the dirt this last week has been wet because I just watered it so she discovered mud and she's been digging in the dirt playing in the mud I have muddy cat prints or paw prints all over my carpet and then because she's playing in it it splatters like blood splatters all over my bedroom like wall closet vent my bedding I had to throw my bedding into the wash because she got splatters of dirt all over it and the distance on the splattering is pretty impressive like it goes it shoots across my bedroom and then her little dirty paw prints get on my bed and other rooms of the house I noticed like little paw prints with mud on them so oh she's been so naughty and she's been doing that like while I'm sleeping too so I don't even notice uh luckily the dirt is starting to dry up again and she knows that she's not supposed to do it which is why even right now as soon as she knew that I knew where she was, she like skirted away. Uh, so that's been a fun discovery this last week. But um, why did I bring this up? Oh, <laughs> as a preface in case it's loud, because uh, I do have two cats that are very naughty and curious and they make noise as well. However, I came across something online that kind of sparked this podcast episode um topic oh that's what I was going to say too sorry I'm a little bit sporadic I'm if I still have things to do during the day I I feel very stressed and my mind is kind of in a million places at once which is why I like to film or I like to record podcast episodes right before bed when I'm done with all my obligations because I feel a lot calmer and organized but what I was getting at too is the reason I'm filming I keep saying filming because I'm such a YouTuber. The reason that I am recording this episode on the earlier side is because tonight I have to get drunk on camera for a video. It's, it's so weird. YouTube is such a weird job, but I'm filming a questions I've been avoiding video because this company sent me like a box of wine to try and I was trying to think like what type of video can I make where I can drink this wine and kind of review it and show the product that they sent, but also make it interesting, you know, because I just did a truth or drink with my friend Bennett, so I can't really do that. Um, and even though questions I've been avoiding, like that type of video isn't necessarily a drinking video, I thought it would be a pretty laid back Q&A um, video for me to also try some wine in. I'm really excited. Like, I cannot wait, honestly, to film that video later tonight because this box of wine has been sitting in my apartment for a couple of weeks. I cannot wait to try it. There are so many different samples of, like, reds, whites, rosés. It's going to be really fun. So, definitely be on the lookout for that. It should be going up the last week of October. So, I try to plan my videos about a month in advance and then I try to film a lot of them like within the same week and stockpile so then I have more time to edit them all. Um, yeah, so it's been kind of a heavy filming week. Like this is the third video this week I'm filming, but I also schedule it around when it, when I get my eyelashes done too. So when they're the fullest and I get my eyelashes filled, I film. And then the weeks where I lose all the eyelashes before I get them filled again, I'm editing. So you don't really see me most of the time when I feel like I'm bald in the face because I don't have any lashes. <laughs> if you also get lash extensions or your nails done or anything like that, you totally understand that feeling of just like feeling naked without what you usually get because that's how I feel half the time. I just don't really show it on camera as much. But all of that being said, we are here. 
Welcome to today's podcast episode. I thought about this topic because yesterday I had therapy, which by the way, I freaking love. Therapy is the best. If you've been here for a hot minute, you know that I recently decided to go back to therapy with my therapist that I had seen maybe like five years or something like that growing up. So she knows me really well and I trust her so much as a professional and it's just so easy for me to open up and tell her everything because we have such a great foundation built already. But we had therapy earlier this week and she right away asked, you know, how is work going? Like, do you feel like that's calmed down? Because one of the big reasons why I went back to therapy this year was because of the stress that I felt regarding my work, regarding all of the responsibilities or obligations that I put onto myself within a day, how I couldn't keep up, how I was very stressed and crying over it, how how difficult it was to communicate with so many people in the DMs because I do OnlyFans shoutouts like literally non-freaking stop. And I try to help as many people as I can. But, you know, within that, you do get a couple of upset clients or customers or just Karens, honestly, that can make it really difficult because on the other side of the screen, like, I'm a person, I'm human, I'm one person trying to do so many things that it can be really stressful. I had a couple panic attacks and I also, like, had such a wonderful summer where my channel just doubled in size and it was so exciting but I started to feel a lot more pressure to be better to do more to just like be a creator that I felt deserved the the amount of subscribers that I had which doesn't really make sense but once you find yourself in that position like it's such a weird unspoken um like unexpected pressure felt to live up to the standards that you've placed on yourself online if that makes any sense so I was having a couple panic attacks over not feeling good enough or feeling like I made a mistake online or like posting and then deleting and reposting and stuff like that. So I knew that I needed to take a breather, take a step back, go to therapy because I needed to work on time management or just trying to figure out a way where I don't feel like I'm losing my mind with work. So when we started our therapy session this week, the first thing she said or asked me was, you know, how is work going? How do you feel like time management all that stress levels like how is it and honestly like work's been going really well I feel like I've gotten a lot better with time management and I've learned that even though I take weekends off helping you guys and answering dm questions I'm not able to take week weekends off um from like editing or other type of work business emails dealing with all of that so I've just learned if I do uh, a little bit of work all the time. Oh my gosh, this does not sound healthy. But what I'm trying to say is that I told her, you know, I feel like I've come up with a really good routine for me. I've learned that if I sleep in too late, I end up feeling really down the whole day and that I need to force myself out of bed by like 9.30 and go to the gym and then I'll, I'll have a better day if I don't do that. And that I learned how, um, I told her that I I feel like I've gotten a lot better with boundaries, which she kind of chuckled at and was like, really? Like, that's great. Um, But I chuckled at that too, honestly. Oh my God. Oh, sorry. Whoa. Marnie is cuddling with me and she's bleeding at some spot. What did you do? She's got a little blood spot. Oh my gosh. 
I swear, this cat is fearless too, so she probably just like climbed up somewhere and then fell and nicked her head a little bit. Oh, worried cat mom here. Um, Yeah, so we did talk about boundaries a bit and I mentioned how I feel like I got really, or I've gotten a lot better at them, whereas maybe like in the summer I just didn't have any boundaries set for myself in terms of work. I know I talk a lot in my OnlyFans videos about setting up boundaries on there and that is totally different and I am very good at that. However, with like work and personal life and how much work I'm allowing myself to do, I didn't really feel like I had any boundaries set. I just kind of felt like, you know, if there's work to do, I'm going to do it as much as I can all day. If there are DMs or people to help, I'm going to get to them as like many as I can and just like give, 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 give without um, having like a limit or setting that boundary for myself so that I don't push myself over the limit and kind of lose my mind a little bit because it's happened. So when we talked about that, I thought that would make a really good podcast episode to try to expand on since I feel like I have a lot to say about boundaries now. I did want to start though with something that I came across on Pinterest today when I was looking up um, a couple of quotes to include in this episode. And I came across this list that's um, called Signs You Are a People Pleaser. And I'm just going to read it to you. You can quiz yourself and play along and see if you are too. But here are what they listed as being signs that you are a people pleaser. Putting other people's needs before your own. Allowing others to take advantage of your kindness. Avoiding conflict. Taking care of others. Feeling guilty when you take care of yourself. Finding it hard to say no. Doing things out of obligations staying in unsatisfying relationships or situations, being indecisive, minimizing your own feelings and needs, worrying about the future and having a hard time with uncertainty, and compromising your values if it means people will like you. So I don't know about you listening and how you may have resonated or not resonated with that, but holy shit, that was more accurate than some of my horoscopes. (laughs) Like, I, I feel like I've probably already said this, too, when I was describing my workload, but I am constantly putting other people's needs before my own when it comes to DMs and how many promos I can get done in a day or helping people online, and then I feel really guilty when they're mad at me or if it doesn't work or if I can't help them, and then if they are upset because they didn't gain fans from a promo, which I have no control over, then I avoid the conflict. Like, as soon as they're upset in the DMs, I used to kind of put up with it and, like, apologize and try to make it right, but, you know, if someone's mad at you, and especially if they're a Karen, like, it doesn't matter what you're going to say, like, they will still be upset and be rude and call you a bitch and whatever, so I've really learned to avoid conflict in a a more healthy manner, and that is kind of what I mean by setting boundaries with myself, which I'll get into in a minute, but, yeah, this whole list, every single, like, even, like, being indecisive, I would always like blame that on me being a Gemini because Geminis like are pretty indecisive from what I've learned but maybe it's because I'm a people pleaser too which makes so much sense because when you're with people and they ask you like okay like where should we eat or if you're out to eat and it's like you're you're able to make a choice as to where you sit I'm like oh my gosh I don't know like you pick because you're so afraid of choosing the wrong thing or answer that the other person like wants the other thing so being super indecisive is totally something that I struggle with. 
um, feeling guilty when you take care of yourself. Like I have hour long therapy sessions literally about this topic because I feel like I should be working or I feel like I should be doing something better than self-care, which is so crucial. And I do definitely allow myself to take care of myself. But like when I am, I feel like I should be doing something else. And this like went into my head when I would work out a lot when I was at the gym. It's like, oh, well, this is good for me and I need to work out. And it's just literally maybe like 40, 45 minutes of my day. But while I'm there, I feel guilty that I'm not working or more so in the past, I guess. I should put that in past tense because I've gotten a lot better with um, finding a schedule that works for me and setting up certain times where I am working and when I'm not. And this plays into how I feel like I've really developed good boundaries when it comes to my work life and my personal life and taking care of myself, which is something that when you are self-employed or even now because of COVID and everyone is within some control of their own schedule, if you are still working from home or have limited hours or may have lost your job, like we are definitely in a lot more control of our own schedules these days and sometimes if you don't give yourself a strict schedule it can lead to just being becoming lazy or not getting out of bed not making the bed not getting dressed not taking a shower because there's a part of you that tells you you don't have to because you're stuck at home or you don't have to go to work or whatever reason but I've learned that you know in order for me to stay sane and to create these healthy boundaries and get shit done, I do have to get out of bed by a certain time. I do have to force myself to the gym. I need to put on real clothes at some point. I have a certain break in the afternoon where I put my laptop and phone down and I just clean the apartment and try to like reset my living situation so that it doesn't feel as chaotic. It does get a little bit messy throughout the week as I'm working and living in it, but I have really just found what works best for me and then when my therapist asked about work and messages and if I, you know, I'm still, I mean, it has such a mental toll on me dealing with everybody's energies in the DMs and messages. And the majority of you are so, so, so sweet. Like 99% of everyone that I talk to every single day, and it's usually new people every single day, sweetest people ever. Like they love me. I love you. It's awesome. And there's always so like the majority of the energy is good and I love helping you or trying to do as many promos as I can but sometimes people's energies are impatient or rude or just not comprehending certain things and that's where it gets really frustrating and that's where you know my mental health starts to trickle into my work life and it can be hard to put up that wall and not let it affect you when I don't like confrontation and Instagram just, yeah, I've learned. Um, and I think I kind of mentioned this previously, but it's made me become a lot more strict with like who I accept in the DMs because I don't know if every single Instagram account is set up like this or if it's because I have a business account or a certain number of subscribers or whatever, but I have three different Instagram inboxes. I have a primary inbox where it's like mutuals. Like if we follow each other, you usually end up there. Or if I follow you, I have a general inbox, which is where I put like stuff that's not important or people that I don't follow, you kind of end up there. And then I have a pending inbox, 
which is where the mass amount of messages go. And I don't see those. I don't get notifications. It doesn't have like a, a number of unread messages unless I click on this tiny little like requested messages link. And that's like the long thread or lists of people that are trying to message me. And then when I click on the message, you don't know. It doesn't say read because I either have to delete, accept, or block the message. Um, well, there's my alarm. Sorry, guys. Um, so I've gotten a lot more careful with who I accept when I go through these pending messages. And if you're you're kind and I feel like it won't be a problem or in any issues, if you seem to, you know, write out a message with proper English and you, if you seem to be all there, I'll accept it. I've had to just, you know, play my cards a lot more careful than I had in the past. You know, if someone mentions like how they want a promo, but they've already bought so many and didn't get any fan or like sometimes, I don't know how to phrase it, but sometimes people will message me asking for a shout out and be like, I paid some girl like 30 bucks and I didn't even get one fan. Like if they're already mad about something, like I won't accept it because what if I don't get a, like, what if I shout them out and they don't get a fan and now they're being bitchy at me? Like, there's just no, there's no way to um, avoid that if it happens. I don't know. It's just a fear of mine. And because I don't like confrontation, um, I've just had to be a lot more careful with who I accept for promos now. And I think that is a good example of how I have created some boundaries for myself with work is I used to just accept every single message and respond to everyone, which was wonderful and I wish I could still do that but you know by trial and error we have learned that I cannot do this and I cannot just trust everyone to be a decent human I really have to be careful with who I communicate with and make sure that they are sweet and nice and respectful and understanding so that's why I, I kind of say like in my stories when I do mes- mention the amount of messages I get you know being kind and patient in the dms it goes a long way and I did compare these two messages that I got last week when um, I was dealing with identity theft and I had to um, talk to the police for a few hours and I was in the middle of doing promos. So I just posted a story being like explaining it, saying like, I'll, I'm so sorry, like I'll get to promos later tonight. And I got, you know, a lot of messages after that from people that I was either already talking to or people that were waiting for me to get to their first initial pending DM, this one girl had asked about shout outs and I wasn't able to get back to her until like the next day, but she sent a, a reply to my story and was like, OMG, like, I'm so sorry. Take your time. Like, don't worry about it at all. And this other girl responded to the same story saying, girl, check my DM, LOL. And guess which one I didn't respond to? Just guess. <laughs> Not to mention that she sent me a DM like earlier that day and then a few hours later sent me another DM saying check your DM. Here's what I don't understand either when people do this and I get this a lot and I totally understand if you want to like bump your message to the top which you know for my inbox personally that puts you at the back of the line because I always respond to the people waiting the longest so it's fair. So I respond to the messages at the bottom first but I never understand when people send you a follow-up message telling you to check your messages. It's like, okay, the only way that I can see that is if I'm already checking my message. So, of course, I'm going to, like, 
Like, that's exactly what I'm doing. Like, it doesn't make any sense and it does kind of irritate me. And she was just not very sweet or nice in the message, very blunt to the point, which doesn't necessarily mean that you are cold or going to cause any issues. But when you're not understanding that I'm going through something and I had to post a story explaining it and apologizing for how long it's taking to respond and your response to that is check my DM... Like, let's just compare that to, like, some of the sweeter messages that I highlighted, you know, that said, take your time, I'm so sorry. Being patient and being kind, like I keep saying, it goes a long way in the DMs. And I think she did see that story that I posted, even though I, like, blurred out her name for privacy and all that, because she unfollowed. And at that point, because the next day when her message was in line for a shout out, I did consider it, like... She did inquire for a shout out and yeah, she was rude and impatient, but I did consider accepting it. But at the end of the day, I just knew I probably shouldn't have because she was already impatient and rude and on edge. So that was just an example of some boundaries that I needed to set in terms of my work life. And I feel like it's been a lot better. Obviously, I'd say I still have to deal with maybe one Karen a week, but I am on the watch all that sooner now. And the second that something seems wrong, I don't open the message. I restrict you. Did you know? Oh my gosh. I don't know if this is able, like if you can do this for every single account. Cause like I said, my Instagram account is like a business account. So it's set up a little different. And I have a lot of tools that some of my friends that just have a personal account don't have on their side of the account. But I think, I think everyone has the ability to do this, but the restrict mode I'm obsessed with it. It's the best. So I've had to do that a lot recently too, so that it's not, it's not like as intense as blocking someone. It just prevents them from being able to comment on any photos publicly. And then if they try to send you a message, it goes into the, the pending message inbox. So the second that someone seems a little bit problematic or might have any issues or just cause like me to not be doing well mentally, I restrict them, get rid of them, like out of sight, out of mind. And that's, I, I, I don't want this to make me sound harsh either. Like I keep saying, like I love talking to those that are so sweet and nice, but because I'm opening myself up to all of these people in the DMs, it does kind of put me at a higher risk of having to deal with people that may not like me. And there's no point in giving them the time of day. So the second that it seems like it's going down that path, they are gone. And that's just... Something that I've learned works really, really well, um, so highly recommend. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've discovered boundaries, and it's been such a blessing. My therapist is very proud of me. <laughs> and because of that, work life and everything has been, it's been a lot. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Sorry about that. My friend Bennett FaceTimed me, and since she lives in New York, and I don't see her all the time, I just wanted to take advantage of catching up with her for a bit, but funny enough, when we were talking, she asked what I was filming or recording for my podcast episode, and when I told her, you know, like, we're talking about boundaries this week, she, we actually, like, talked about setting boundaries between friendships as well, because she was currently kind of dealing with that with another friend of hers, not to, like, put my friend's business on blast here, but it's just very on topic with what we're talking about today, so... Yeah, I mean, setting boundaries, it's not necessarily, like, a a bad thing either. Like, I saw this great quote this morning online that said, set the boundary, you're not a bitch, you're a badass. And I think that is so important to remember because you can feel pretty guilty sometimes about 
distancing yourself from a friend or feeling like you're being mean or rude by setting a boundary, especially if you are a people pleaser like I tend to be, you, you feel that guilt because you're not pleasing the other person and you're taking care of yourself. But it's a good reminder, like the quote says, you know, you're not a bitch, you're a badass, set the boundary. And it's just important to remember that. But even with like OnlyFans DMs too, I know I talked a lot about Instagram messages and work and setting a boundary with that. But I get a lot of questions from people that also do OnlyFans, you know, asking how do you put up with guys in the DMs that you want more than what you're giving or that are mean to you or like what do you say to fans that get mad at you or x y and z and girl I don't say anything to them the second that somebody is a problem or is rude or mean or upset at me and this is me avoiding conflict but I block them like especially on OnlyFans when someone is not being the nicest you have no business buying like my membership or whatever just to like be mean in the messages or constantly harass me for something that I'm not going to do, like the second that that is an issue, I don't put up with it. I mute you. I restrict you. I block you. I do what I have to do to take care of myself and set that boundary. And that is just so important to remember, especially if you are on a platform like OnlyFans, like you need to have those boundaries set for yourself. And I talk a lot about this in my new video that's actually going up today. It's about, um, the biggest problems on OnlyFans right now. And I always make sure to remind people, you know, it's important to set boundaries with yourself if you are going to start an OnlyFans account and kind of have that conversation with yourself about what you're going to post, what you feel comfortable with, and never doing anything that you were uncomfortable with doing online. You don't have an employer. You don't have anybody telling you this. You are now that person. So it's important to have that already made up in your mind about what to expect, what not to expect, what you're going to do and put up with and what you will not do. I have very strict boundaries with myself online and I stand by that and I will not break them. I do not do anything that I am uncomfortable with. And if I start to feel uncomfortable with something, like I stop. So it's just another important way to kind of overlap that as well into OnlyFans and work, social media in general, honestly. I mean, so many platforms are set up to have a lot of options to help you set that boundary and muting someone on Instagram is great, especially if they're still in your life, but you may feel like they're a little bit toxic, like myself included. I definitely have some toxic friendships that I don't really want to start drama by blocking them or it's unnecessary to take that step, but it's also toxic seeing them in my feed every single day. So take advantage of the like utility is at hand really and mute someone if you need to or just whatever makes like if there's anything online honestly that just makes you upset to see don't put up with it don't see it get rid of it you know clear the space set that boundary I also wanted to tie this into relationships a little bit and I know I feel I feel like a little bit more sporadic now since I did take that break on FaceTime (laughs) this whole episode I'm so sorry it's been all over the place but That's why I tend to like to record this late at night too because then my phone doesn't go off as much since it's a late night recording and everyone is usually asleep. But um, I recently kind of went through a relationship situation regarding boundaries. I won't get too specific about this. You know, I share a lot of my life online that sometimes it's nice to have something that is a bit more private and just between me and anybody else offline. Um... I think the longer that I am 
talking or like dealing with this, the more that I will tell you as time goes by. But for right now, like I will keep this kind of discreet. But a couple weeks ago, I got into an argument with someone that I've been seeing for a bit and well, a couple of years. And wow, I feel like I just gave it all away. Oh my gosh, I'm so bad at saying discreet. But what the heck? I'm so sorry. Of course, now my cats are nuts. Marnie's like scaling the wall. So I'm sorry for all the noise that you hear, but holy shit. Well, this is just a realistic night in my life, you guys. FaceTime calls and crazy cats. But um, a couple weeks ago, I got into like an argument and I ended up kind of ending that fight or disagreement by saying, I need space. And we had talked about that in the past. We know that when I say those words, those are like code words. They're like the the safety word where it's like, oh, if I say the word I need words, I need space. I it's not a trick question or a statement. It's not me like saying go away when I really want you to come here. It's like I I I mean it. So I did kind of have some time away these last couple of weeks by myself, even though I was still in the undefined relationship that I have been in. It sounds so complicated. I feel like if you listen to that podcast episode where I talk about why we're not defining it, it makes a lot more sense. But I was able to really take, like something that makes a lot of sense about it to me too is it takes away the pressure of a relationship. So when I say I need space, there isn't like a a underlying like, oh my gosh, so what are we? Are we okay? Like, are we breaking up? Are you still like, because we weren't together in the first place. So when I said I need space, it's just some good healthy time apart for us both to calm down, focus on ourselves and really evaluate what happened. So when we come back together, we can have a a good healthy talk about it. And that's exactly what happened. So even though I was kind of like on my own for these last couple of weeks when we weren't speaking. I knew that at the end of the day, metaphorically speaking, you know, at the end of whatever amount of time that we were apart, that they would still be there and that we would be okay. But for right now, I just need to be by myself to focus on work and my job or my life, my mental health, and really think about what I want. And I was really upset because clearly we were fighting about something for a reason. And that night when I said like I need space and there were so many things that bothered me that I was worried might turn into like red flags. So kind of creating that boundary in that relationship even and having that previous conversation so that we were on the same page about it and not needing to worry, not needing to like break up out of anger and just be mature about taking some time apart so that I could be better it helped so much. It made me realize where I where I was in the wrong, where they might have been in the wrong, what I like want, what I can work on, and then like being able to talk from a different perspective and actually like genuinely apologize because we both weren't upset anymore and it had been a few weeks and able to figure out how we can fix this so it won't happen again. It's a very unique boundary that we've set that isn't perfect for every single couple or relationship, but I, whatever it means to you to have that boundary in a relationship, like highly recommend, honestly, because it, it made us like, we're in a really good place right now because of what we went through. So I feel like that definitely helped 
And it's important for me, especially because I'm someone that needs time alone and I value that and I am so introverted. But then when I am in a relationship, I can get super, super, um, I can like mold my, my personality to fit whoever I'm hanging out with. It's a very like Gemini characteristic. And so when I'm in a relationship, like I can definitely become a lot more of a like almost codependent person that wants to spend time with them or like become someone different than when I'm alone. I don't know how to explain that, but it's part of why like that time apart really helps me so much. So I feel like I had more to say about that, but honestly, I just feel very sporadic right now and I'm I apologize for that. But Moral of the story is boundaries are so important and I've really realized these last couple of weeks how present they are in so many aspects of my life that I just wanted to take some time to share that with you and really highlight and emphasize the benefits of that and why it's important to set those boundaries and some examples in my own life as to why or how they have helped me so much. I used to end every single podcast episode with a quote and I've been slacking these last couple of weeks with that. However, Today, I do have a quote that I wanted to end today's podcast episode with. I found this on Pinterest, of course, but it says, The only people who get upset about you setting boundaries are the ones who were benefiting from you having none. And oh my gosh, I just relate to this so much. I feel it. It makes so much sense. And it's very true. And there are definitely people that will take advantage of that. So setting those boundaries removing yourself from being at a spot that's making you like vulnerable to that is so important and for me like what I really like feel and resonate with when I read this quote is with Instagram DMs you know there is so many people benefiting from me not having any boundaries set so now that I am being really really cautious with who I actually open a DM from who I allow to message me who I accept and who I choose to like spend time talking to that has helped my mental health and my work life and just everything so much more than before when I had so many toxic or negative people benefiting from me not having those boundaries set up. So it's just highly recommend and I've just gotten so much better about not letting Instagram control my life. So that is the podcast episode this week. Sorry that it felt a little chaotic and all over the place, but that's just a real look into my life. (laughs) Literally, oh my gosh, tonight. And it's not even over because like I said, I recorded this pretty early and now I still have to go get drunk for a video. So be on the lookout for that at the end of this month. But thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, or favorite the podcast on whatever platform you are using. Leave a five-star review. Follow the podcast Instagram, breaking up underscore podcast, where I post quotes or other pieces beyond each episode for you to see. It's a more visual way to get involved with the podcast for sure and it helps me understand like who's actually listening because unlike other social media accounts where I can see likes or comments like I really have no idea who's listening to this so it'd be really nice to have a more visual placement for my listeners. I would really appreciate that so have a wonderful rest of your day or evening and I look forward to talking with you guys all next Thursday. Bye! In case you didn't know, this podcast officially has merch. If you like the Breaking Up podcast logo, then you'll love the hoodies, t-shirts, 
phone cases, mugs, socks, like you name it, that we have available for purchase. I felt super inspired by my creation of the logo with the hand squeezing the heart that I wanted to make some collections of merchandise, so definitely check it out. I tried really hard to design something for everyone, so there are a lot of options, colors, sizes, styles. We have pastels. We have an After Dark collection of just all black with white text and logo for more of a minimalistic or emo vibe, which I love. Some have the logo printed small and subtle and other pieces have it in the middle. I just really tried to find something that anyone and everyone could enjoy. Definitely check it out and see for yourself. You can shop the Breaking Up merchandise at teespring.com store slash Michaela or I know it's a lot easier to just click a link, so that will be in the podcast description as well. You can also find it on my YouTube channel as well, and even on the podcast's Instagram at breakingup underscore podcast in the description of that account. I have a coupon code for you listeners too, so if you use the code BREAKINGUP in all caps, you'll receive 15% off of your total purchase. This is another great way to show your support of the podcast. Even if you just give it a glance, I'd really appreciate it, so go check out my merch. This podcast wouldn't be made possible without listeners like you, and if you want to get more involved to help support the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash and click the support button. It only takes a couple seconds, but your donation can really help sustain the future of this podcast. So if you want to support the show and get more involved, consider becoming a listener supporter today. If you want to get involved, have feedback, or perhaps your own story you'd like to share, please email me at breakingupwithmichaela at gmail.com, or you can reach out to any of my social media and send me a DM. I'm always looking for future guests, so if you want to save your story for an episode to guest star on, be sure to mention that in your message as well. Don't forget to leave five stars, subscribe, and have a nice day.